0: <laughs> Thank you, Michelle and Jill, for, um, for joining me here. Thanks for joining me tonight. I wanted to do this um, masterclass uh, discussion to talk about property investors and the process of buying um, with and for property investors. And, and what they look for, what they should look for, the questions they ask, and basically, how can we help property investors buy better, and and in your instance, Michelle as well, yeah, you know, sell better when they're looking at selling. Um, so we can get a we can help them in the process because at, from a property management point of view, we always get you know usually we have to pick up the pieces after they've bought. it's just like, you know, they've got an investment property, they just bought it. And we go, right, you just bought this? Yeah, it's like, why did you buy this? (laughs) Uh, Give us a reason. What was your strategy behind this purchase? So that's where we just want to try and add value here. So while we're getting into it, and uh, hopefully a few more people can join us live. uh, Michelle, do you want to give us a of background about yourself and um, where you work and and how you got into uh, real estate absolutely with
1: pleasure thanks for having me so my name is michelle brooks and i'm a real estate agent i sell properties for homeowners and increasingly more investors and developers in the eastern suburbs so i grew up down south and i was working my third job um, in year 12 i had three jobs and I met a real estate agent and I was speaking to them and they said, you'd be a really good agent. So when all my friends went to schoolies, I went and did a real estate traineeship and did 27 modules of my licence in the first year. Wow. It took me a couple of years to do the last five. And now I'm a <laughs> licensed real estate agent contracting to uh, one of the leading agents in Double Bay at Rain and Horn.
0: Great. Let me guess, one of the last modules was uh, Trust Accounting
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's
0: it's always the last module that everyone uh, everyone does so uh, as a son of an accountant you yeah, know it was the first module i did it was the most fun you know um <laughs> that, thanks for joining uh michelle it'll be uh i'm sure you'll have great insights and and uh possibly some uh, interesting stories for us as well um jill um You've, you've got an announcement for us in terms of uh, where uh, you've just started um, uh, working with a new agency, but uh, tell us a bit about uh, where um, uh, your history with getting into real estate on the buyer's agent side.
2: Yeah, I've been a buyer's agent uh, for about seven and a half years now. Uh, it's It's been really great fun and I've learned so much. I was... An, initially started out as an operating theater nurse which is a little bit different from being a real estate agent um so the way that that came about was I was bringing up my three girls and um I was buying property for my husband and and my own property portfolio and really got a lot of experience in the buying process through that and uh was just happened to be sitting next to a buyer's agent one day at a birthday lunch and I was so fascinated by what he was saying and uh by what he told me he did and how he did that uh and we got along famously and he offered me a job and that's the sort of the rest is history uh, and I love it. It's great fun. Uh, I don't sell property. I only buy property and um, I have great relationships with selling agents like Michelle in order to find really great off-market and pre-market properties. Great. Right. So- that's my story. Oh, and my announcement is that I'm now with Premier Home Finders. So uh, I'm with, working with Bernadette Brennan. It's just her and I at Premier Home Finders. Yep. Uh, we're very similar, and um, I feel very uh, privileged to be part of her team. Great, and yeah.
0: we're, we're and we're all we're all friendly, even though we all um, yeah, uh, live on <laughs> we, we we all live on different uh, sides of the fence in terms of real estate. But, uh, you know, obviously we, we all match. It's like our uniform. Um, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, as you can tell, we all got the memo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but for, to, for anyone who hasn't used a buyer's agent mm-hmm. before to buy a property, can you explain, you know, explain it like I'm a 12-year-old. Yeah, what yeah does a, absolutely. What, what does a buyer's agent do and why would someone use one?
2: The main reason why clients come to me, there's two reasons. One, they're time poor and they don't have time to go and find property. They don't want to give up their Saturdays with their kids, going to sport, all of that sort of thing. And the second reason is that they haven't been in the property market um, for like 10 years. They don't know the property market. Uh, They need hand holding basically so they're the two main reasons why people sign up with me there are other various reasons as well they've done it before don't want to do it again you know on their own (laughs) um you know and that comes back to the time thing again usually um so there's sort of those two main reasons why uh I buy from pe- I buy for people, investors, owner occupiers, people that are buying their first one bedroom apartment, all the way up to prestige properties. So uh, it doesn't, it's not sort of any one group of people that come to me, but okay. they're the two main reasons why. Um, and so what I do is I take them, make them focus. So that's the big thing. A lot of people are going, oh, we might buy out in the Hills District or in the Lower North Shore or they're just really unsure about where what their money can buy where yep. and that is a big part of it. And so doing a lot of research in order to make sure that mm. my clients understand what they can buy where in their, mm. within their budget mm. usually dictates about well, where we're going to look. So sometimes Mm. they want a particular suburb, but they actually can't afford it. And then that's when I advise them. Well, actually, this one's really close to that. It's a bridesmaid suburb. It's up and coming. It's not the Mossman that you are hoping for, but it is very close and has a lot of potential. So sometimes that can be really helpful for my clients. So we make them focus. I do all the searching. I do all of the inspections. I do all of that. Some clients want to come to every property I see. Other clients just want to see one or two, and they buy the second.
0: Oh, doesn't <laughs> so, everyone love, you yeah, going to open houses every every weekend? Yeah, it's do. <laughs> <laughs> few weeks
1: and then getting the coffee and walking around and going from inspection to inspection. It's like Saturday they realise they're all on at the same time.
2: (laughs) Yes, that's where I come in. Um, And I actually find that quite difficult as well. But I try and see most of the property that I can for my clients during the week. And then whatever I can't see or I think is particularly good, I get my clients to come with me on a Saturday. So they're not wasting their time seeing properties that um, don't fit their brief, basically. Mm.
1: I think the big point you made there that I picked up on Jill is that if you're buying the first or second property for somebody, the yeah. time, especially in a rising market, that you've saved them, is also got that growth element that they'll take advantage of.
2: Yeah, so buying yeah. A
1: market will save them
2: save them the competition as well, so exactly. And it ties back into what you do as well, Michelle, because I can when I take my clients to a property. I'm taking them because it's a good property and it really fits their brief. So the selling agents that are at that property, I will normally know, and so I will, you know, they know I'm bringing this client for a reason, and they know I'm not wasting their time. So they will let, possibly let us in first is one one thing, and secondly, they'd rather deal with me because I'm not the neighbour. Having a look, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm there for a serious reason, uh, and You're not there for a reason, like,
0: not just a sticky yes, bit.
2: Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, the main
0: reason why I wanted to get us all together to have a chat tonight was um, uh, Leafield being a property management specialist business. Um, mm-hmm. we, we were wanting to 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 help, yeah, you know, prospective purchasers of investment properties, mm-hmm. um, help help them um, have a guide of what's good what's not and help them help educate them in the process and by providing them with a with a with a report that rates a property that they might be considering prop uh, to purchase so we came up with an investment rating report which we're essentially sort of launching launching now Um, and it's something that we provide a rating of out of a hundred so we have a link which will um we'll post a bit later um, after after this, where um, they can put the information in requested about a particular property. And um, within within 48 hours, we can um, come back to them with a report which rates it out of 100. And and it covers off a number of different areas um, which will... Eventually help them to to get a guide of what they're looking for, but it really comes down to their strategy of what they're looking at. You you mentioned it before, Jill, of mm. you know, you help to um, you, what you do is you you part of the process is to help narrow down their strategy of what they want to achieve, mm. um, you know, as well as you know where they're looking to buy and sometimes what they're looking to achieve and where they thought they were looking at buying, yet um, doesn't always match up. So yeah. that, that's part of the reason I was wanting to um, generate this report uh, for people. And um, there's, there's really three basics uh, as part of the report, provide a bit of a guide uh, education piece for them to um, um, uh, be able to, to help learn uh, what to look for. Um, and, and, and three of those are, um, and what a lot of people look for is they're looking for capital growth. Mm-hmm. Um, um, correct me if I'm wrong. In terms of yeah, most people are looking for a property that'll grow in value, um, and, uh, and and then they want to earn income. Um, yeah, that's good because it helps to pay the um, pay the mortgage. Um, but um, there, there's income and then there's income. Um, so how do they compare? So that, that's that's something I want to discuss. Uh, and, and then also the ongoing costs involved with a property. People think that it's just about you know, getting the mortgage and they have to pay the mortgage every month, but there's ongoing costs, whether it be you know, your, your council rates as well as um, if there's any strata rates for a strata property, um, but also repairs and maintenance and how how we can look at that before we even you yeah, decide on buying a property. Um, so, M- Michelle, have you got any um, uh, stories or, 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 or when you're talking to, to owners about selling, you know, if they're selling an investment property? Um, oh, well, who, who left their phone? Hey. <laughs> um, that's, that's all right. She's um, if, if, if someone's, yeah, let's look at it from, you know, if, if an owner... Uh, apart from the ones who might be cashing in on, on yeah, the boom that we've had, um, if someone's selling because they think they've got a dud property, why why do they think they've got a dud property and why are they selling as an investment?
1: Wow. Um, I don't know that many people when they own an investment property ever even consider that they're dud. And I say that because it's an achievement in itself to buy the investment. But I suppose yeah. as you just mentioned If you haven't done the report that you're talking about and you haven't got the rating of what the investment looks like, then someone could be in the situation where they're selling a property that hasn't performed as well as they had hoped or maybe they got information from the selling agent that seemed very positive. Um, Maybe they forecasted different rental returns. Maybe they looked at, um, you know, got information off the internet on growth of a suburb. So I think that report you're doing is spot on. Um, I suppose if you was any time that someone's selling investment property, one of the biggest struggles for agents is the presentation. It okay. really, um, being uh, in an area like Bondi, there's a lot of uh, investment properties. So oh, yes. you'll find that people can walk straight in and unless it's a, a high higher rental return or a higher caliber of a property, more often than not, people can guess if that property is owner occupied or, or rented. Mm. Um, so to maximize that sale price from being a dub return or just getting the most profit that you can, then um, that presentation becomes key. And negotiating things like cleaners and negotiating access and um, in the the last option is um, the the rental reduction to get the access to make sure things run smoothly
0: yeah now, in terms of presentation is that presentation of like it, it, it might be tenanted at the time or you or you think are you talking more about the um uh the ongoing repairs and maintenance and wear and tear on the property and, and just the way it presents Good
1: question. So I was talking about the presentation when the property is tenanted and it's not always. There are tenants that have lovely presentation too. Um, It's it's quite usual that the owners will get all the maintenance touched up and done in line with going to market. So that maintenance Mm -hmm. that may not have been looked after will actually become another cost to somebody selling their property because all of a sudden the leak that was in the roof is getting fixed or the window, um, the, the old Oh, what are they called? The, the student that keeps the old window sashes, the window sashes get fixed. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, the, the paint, the floors, the carpets change. Yeah. Um, so it becomes a bigger out of cost um, once off expense rather than if you did take better care of the property over time.
0: Right, okay. And And um, uh, what type of questions do you get from buyers who are looking for in, for in an investment property? So, Sorry,
2: is that for me, Owen? No, no,
0: but like yeah. M- M- Michelle, if you can, um, yeah, talk about okay. when buyers are coming into an investment property. Oh, I got you. Okay, as so, a yeah. sales okay. agent, what, what, yeah, what what do you get asked as the sales agent?
1: Yes, yeah. so I find investors uh, driven more by the numbers, not in in, in all cases, because. I think the biggest problem, and Jill, you're probably better talk more about this, is when someone comes into something wanting to invest in a property that's very similar to the property they live in. Um, the questions that I get asked from investors would be growth, um, the annual growth of what's happened, um, okay. or when it's not such a booming market, how much money's in the sinking fund, what work's been done to the property, um, the lease conditions if it has a current tenant or if yep. it hasn't, the um, expected rental would be. Yep. and the cost of the levies. So they do, they're looking at it from a bigger picture of all the associated costs with that purchase.
0: Okay, great. And, and uh, are there questions that investors ask that um, you find uh, relevant or or uh, aren't necessarily in line with um, what investors should be asking for? Um,
1: I think it's not so much the questions and I think this is where... Jill touched on having the focus and having that yeah. strategy. the The problem when you are coming in to look at a property that I find when I'm seeing buyers is you're it's, you're not buying as a primary residence. So you're not buying for it, I have to get a house. You, you've got choice, and you've got choice. As Jill said before, someone saying should I buy in the North Shore? Should I buy in the Eastern Suburbs? Should I buy a duplex in I don't know Brisbane? That that yeah. that choice can cost because. When you go to look for an investment property, I've seen people 12 months later and the market's jumped. So that growth they could have taken advantage of if they had have just had the plan at the beginning and looked at it more from the commercial sense and not the emotional sense. Yep. They've been able to sell it a year later for mm. extra money. They would have made money on it. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I
2: think um, yeah. the one question that I got asked a lot last year as a buyer's agent was, when do we buy? And my answer was always like, last week yeah. <laughs> because and, and um, it was crazy yeah yeah
0: the, the best time to buy is when you've you've got the money and you can afford to exactly um, yep. and because it's always going to be a long-term investment and and even now interest rates Yeah, you know, it's it's happened today we might as well talk about it now um Interest rates have been increased by the RBA by a uh, 25 basis points. So it's now 0.351%, which is the second lowest interest rates in the history of the country. Um, And it's... But the media is going a bit berserk, going, oh, my God, the the sky is falling in. Um, what, What are our opinions about... What's going to happen to the property market and the effects with rising interest rates?
2: Look, I think because the servability rate is around 6.25, I think we've got a fair bit to go until it really starts to hurt people. Um, But uh, inflation is also not helping. But if they put up interest rates, they may get a hold on inflation. So it's, you know, it's a weighing up issue going on in the country right now yeah. uh, i look i've seen the um the property market flatten out a little bit with particularly with apartments which is really great for investors now it's actually probably not a bad time to buy and the last time we had a federal election the market was really flat just prior as well and then we oh. had the federal election uh, and you know everything took off again and that may happen again this time
0: we're not mm. sure. So. Yes, Greg's just asked in, in, in the comments here. Um, yeah, now with RBA raising rates, is next week the better time to buy? Um, it, and, could and, yeah. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, it could be. So, so it, yeah, in, in any market, you know, if you can afford to buy, you, you should be buying for the long term. And you brought up the servicing rate. If we if we spoke to a mortgage broker now, um, they'd say, well. Yeah, the bank is servicing you as if rates are at six percent. Right? Mm. Um, so it's already been taken into account of whether you can afford it or not. So um, it's um, yeah, a good investment property. A good property will perform for the long term. So um, that's that's where you should be making a decision. Um, but yes, Jill, tell us some. Uh, what what's the process you go through um, if you can expand a bit further on with, with yeah, sure. property buyers?
2: Yep, absolutely. And so once we've targeted a property, and it has to meet quite a lot of criteria, particularly for... In, uh, for both investors and owner-occupiers. Owner-occupiers, there's an emotional element that shouldn't be in the purchasing sort of process with an investment property. Um, I've had some really fabulous questions from investors, particularly at the end of last year where I had investors being nostalgic about their investment purchases, like they only wanted to purchase where they grew up, wow. which is not a great idea. Um, yes. You should take that element out of any investment purchase and really crunch the numbers on investment purchases. Mm. Uh, whereas if someone came to me and said, I want to buy an owner, occupy a house, and I only want to buy it where I grew up, I get that you know that makes total sense but for investment purchases they're different so you know they have to have uh be near infrastructure so they have to have public transport shopping okay. centers all of that sort of infrastructure around them for them to be a good investment purchase in my opinion now i would rather buy a a two-bedroom apartment near that infrastructure, near those sh- that shopping centre or, you know, near the ferry or where, whatever it is that makes it special, then buying land kilometres and kilometres away from that. So, you know, if you have to weigh up, oh, you know, we could buy a piece of land with the two-bedroom house a long way away from any infrastructure or we could buy a two-bedroom apartment near infrastructure. I would mm. buy the two-bedroom apartment any day over something that's a long way away yes. uh, because it'll be difficult to rent and that's where you come in and your report comes in because it covers that.
0: Hmm. It's, uh, and, and, yes, certainly um, rural properties historically um, have um, and, and properties that aren't close to um, transport infrastructure um, um, have been more difficult to rent and so on. Um, and, and haven't performed as well from a, a growth potential and, and so on, but but there can but there can be um, good reasons for buying buying those properties as well. Of course, in the last two years with COVID, uh, a lot of that's been turned on its head, and and some of the regional and and um, rural mm. properties have have performed very well, but uh, that might be um, short-lived. Um, so. Yes, we still need to stick to some basics um, uh, for the for the long term investment. Um, but one thing where I mean rental returns, we 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 touched uh, we before we went live, we we um, touched on it a bit where we were talking about in in Sydney. I know you you work um, um, closely with um, eastern suburbs and North Shore Jill. With hmm. um, buyers looking at investments um, now, the uh, the the rental returns are two two and a half percent at best, as you were saying. Yeah, and, in, and, and uh, I mean, from my uh, you yeah, know, from my experience, when we've had such a high growth rate, um, we'd be that that is probably the at the lowest end of the market that we would expect. Long term, uh, if if we have a, a flat period of time, where do you think those growth, those rental returns should um, head back to?
2: Well, look, I'm hoping that they'll end up back in the low threes again. Mm. Uh, it would be really nice to have it back there. I think the reason why it's so low, there's two reasons. One, COVID, and uh, so many people needed rental reductions during that time that either. Uh, lost hours of working or, you know, lost their jobs or whatever, you know, their situations were, and that pushed down uh, rental returns. And then the prices were so high. So, you know, that puts your percentage down straight off. But, you know, my, in my humble opinion, you know, you don't buy an investment property for the short term. It's a long-term mm. and mm. in that it has to have good capital gain, uh, particularly with returns in the low twos. So if the market does flat out, flatten out, it, you know, hopefully, and the rental market is starting to come back now post-COVID, uh, you know, rental returns should be much, much better. Uh, you know, let's hope they get back in the threes, the mid-threes. would mm. mm. be great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to give you an idea from a, a rental return point of view, yes, Sydney eastern suburbs or North Shore, yeah, you're always going to have strong capital growth. Mm. Yeah, and, and you uh, forego, and, and, you know, you forego yeah, the rental
2: return for the capital growth. Yeah. Yes,
0: but in other parts of know yeah, the city and 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 country, you can get much higher rates of of uh, return. Um, in some instances, you won't get as good, um, good a or as a predictable rate of uh, growth um, mm-hmm. as as those areas that chill services. Um, but uh, Michelle, let's come back to you with 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 properties that are um, and and you are a mute just in case you you um, forget to come back off there. But um, you, ongoing costs of an investment property. Um, it's, it's something I know you mentioned earlier that buyers do ask about it and they ask about, um, uh, you know, what, what the, the the cost of strata and so on are. But what about repairs and maintenance? I mean, surely you, you can walk into a property and just look and go, wow, this this will need a lot of money spent on it in the next five years. Um, do, do, do buyers even... Uh, are they even aware of it and, yeah, do they ask the question and, and what should they ask?
1: Good question. I don't think that they're coming in to ask what their cost would be to bring it up, um, for, even from a, more so and from a, an investment purpose, they would. They would say, what do I need to do to get better rent or current yep. rent? Yep. Um, but it's in a market where there's just such urgency for people to get in and buy a property they you weren't even, things,
0: they even really it. thinking
1: about it. Yeah, they overlook it. Um, I mean, more so now. Before it used to be you would want the renovated property and there was this idea that you would do up the property and then you could even flip the property. But that's not happening now because of the cost of build and the cost of renovation yeah. and cost of maintenance. Um, so in answer to your question, the investor buyers that are coming in and even normal buyers, they're asking more about the building itself and not so much about the property that they're looking to buy. And very rarely are we seeing um, internal property inspections being done either. So that would be where the builder comes in, even to a strata apartment and has a look and says, you know, there's some, you need to fix this or this is not working. Um, They're just relying on themselves to just turn a few taps and have a look under the sink and see if the paint is new or not. Um, So yeah, it's a good point you make. I mean, it's something definitely you should touch on in your
0: report. Yeah, it's definitely one of the things that we, uh, we 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 ask the question about how old the property is, when 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 yeah you know, an estimate of when it was last renovated and and, and so on. So so Jill, you know, uh yeah, same sort of question. You, know, you you're you're in there looking at properties, and especially yeah you know, with the point that Michelle brought up about. Um, it being so difficult and more expensive now to to renovate a property and and mm. to to get builders and, and tradesmen even in that uh, the other day. Oh,
2: he's there you go.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I think I froze there for a sec. So um, yeah, um, what what experience um, uh, you know, do you look at um, with um, whether a property needs renovating or not, or future well, repairs um- and future maintenance?
2: A lot of my investors only want something that's in a really rentable condition. They don't want to have a property that's empty waiting for builders to get in there with materials that they actually can't source. Yeah. So most of my most of my investors are saying we don't even want to lift up a hammer, um, you know, to put a hook in a wall basically, <laughs> um, which I understand and I think it's actually a really good strategy to be prepared straight away that the property is in good enough condition that you can rent it straight out. Uh, and that it has been a really big, sort of strong reason um, or a strong part of the brief. Like they just can't consider doing any kind of work at all. So I think the properties that are in good condition and reasonably well renovated uh, are getting bigger prices. So, you know, it comes back to. You, you yield again, uh, yeah. and then you hold them for long term. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like. Oh, and that would come back to you. I feel like if somebody bought yeah. a property currently leased, they'd probably stick with the the managing agent. But in terms of, um, if you're going to the trouble of doing this report, I imagine that if a property comes to you and it were empty, or even if it was occupied, you'd give the. If it was a choice, you'd give the advice to say, if we did X, Y, and Z, the rent. We can get better rent, or we can rent it out for longer, or a better quality of tenant. Is that mm.
0: okay? yes? And, and um, on the reverse situation, we recently had a, a um, where we where we you know um, uh, looked at a property that really needed major renovations, um, but the difficulty of getting builders and trades in to get it to to get that done, and the amount of work that was required to to be done. We actually gave him the advice that yeah you know, the biggest cost in in right now for for this property would be vacancy, yeah. so let's let's just get a tenant in today at a price, and, and get some income being earned. That way we can plan for renovating and get it done at the uh, in, in a shorter period of time as possible. And, and because. When you buy any property, the, the the biggest cost to the owner is vacancy, um, and and if we can be um, uh, have it tenanted as quickly as possible. So so buying a property to renovate, yes, it's something that I don't necessarily necessarily re- recommend uh, because it's going to be sitting there vacant. You're going to have to use your cash to be able to uh, yeah. I mean, cash is good for a deposit and costs. That should be it from my yeah. point of view. Um, and, and, yeah, let, let, let the property um, pay for itself and any repairs and maintenance um, ongoing. But, um, yeah, uh, any stories, Jill, that, you, uh, that um, you've had from buyers as, as a buyer's agent looking for an investment property? Um,
2: yeah, I've had a couple of funny ones. Um, uh, one of them wanted to buy in a, in a particular block because their friends did. Um, and I said, did their friends use a buyer's agent, which they hadn't. Uh, and I said, well, what made them buy in this block? And they told me that the developer had given them a good deal. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, oh no, I'm going to have to tell them about, how developers do that and how they bring people on board um you know by paying you know lots of tax and things on your behalf uh in order to get you into the block uh but then they don't actually strata it for quite some time and then once they do they get the strata you know through and then you've got a massive strata levy yeah yeah so that's sort of um that was one that was fun um and they ended up by buying a beautiful apartment uh that was nowhere near their friends
0: and, <laughs> and i'm sure uh, i'm because... sure it's performed much better than their friends property. yeah, yeah. and it has
2: yeah. Um, and so that was really interesting and, and sometimes it's just educating people about um, you know why people do certain things and why they don't um, mm-hmm. it, it's a really important part of my job to um, sit down and sort of educate people or you know you don't know what you don't know until someone tells you yeah. and um, you know and that sort of where your report comes in as well you know that um, definitely educates people on what's a good rental property and what's mm. not necessarily a great rental property.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it's uh, something that, yeah, I've been doing this for over 20 years and um, yes, a number of times yeah people come up with um, reasons why they want to buy a property or why they did. Um, and it, it's, it's, um, and it's just getting back to to the basics of the numbers and, you know, what, what should perform, you know, long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of time it's just experience. So, um, Michelle, any interesting stories that you've had with dealing with, um, with buyers mm-hmm. or sellers, especially in this current uh, recent market?
1: Oh, no, I think you're going to ask me about rented properties. They're always fun. Can... Oh,
0: okay. Well, yeah, t- t- <laughs> tell us. <laughs>
1: We've <laughs> done with the tenor numerous times. Uh, always, always needing to have a key. But um, no matter how many times you remind people, sometimes people forget. So you can find yourself walking into situations that you, you prefer not to. <laughs>
0: now, and you, you, you've got a crowd behind you while right you're sort behind of behind
1: you, and you've got people walking out, not knowing what's happening or completely surprised.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure that would be fun. I'll, I'll come to one of your open homes and see what happens. Um, but um, no, Jill, Michelle, thank you for joining me um, tonight. Um, thank you for us. And it was a great discussion. Um, as we were talking about, yes, of launching this um, uh, report, uh, pre purchase um, rating report for, for property investors. Um, I'll put a, um, a link um, to be able to for, for, for anyone who wants to order a report. It's completely free, um, it, and it's for anywhere in Queensland, New South Wales, or Victoria, um, so we can cover all three states, and um, and it just gives people a good uh, good guide um, to before they go ahead and make um, one of the biggest decisions of their life. Financially, and um, just to give them some peace of mind. And if they ever have any questions, um, I'm always happy to um, have a discussion about what, how we came up with uh, with the rating, and and, and why. So, um, any questions um, for Jill or Michelle? Um, yes, please um, put them in the comments or um, send uh, send a message through. I'm happy to pass it on. Um, Michelle, you, you, um, you're you a sales agent in um, uh, the eastern suburbs. Um, and so if anyone's looking at selling, uh, you'd be happy to have a chat to them. Um, and that's uh, Sydney's eastern suburbs, just in case people are, um, are wondering. And, and Jill, you, you cover all of um, uh, Sydney's eastern suburbs, lower north shore.
2: Yeah, uh, I even go south towards St George and Southern Shires as well. Okay. Uh, and uh, I have a colleague that goes northern beaches, uh, lower North Shore Mossman as well. So, North Shore.
0: Okay. Yeah, so,
2: we pretty much cover all of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's about half of
2: Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, ladies. I will. Um... End live here and thank you everyone who joined us live. And yes, if you're watching this on the recording, yeah, please let us know there as well. All right, Um,
1: thanks for having us and just let us know what color we're wearing next time.
2: Yes, Yes, we'll all color match again next time, no problem. All right, (laughs) we'll do, we'll do. Make sure we get the memo.